Okay, so we are, you know, this is the part where we kind of talk about our time on Earth and our existence. You know, yeah. this is the opening of a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think we're mostly just, uh, you know, getting sick over and over again. We're trading yes. a, like a sinus infection back and forth. <laughs> That's been really most of our openings for the last few months. I've been slowly healing, um, very slowly to the point where I probably should have gone to a doctor, but... Yeah. I fear the medical establishment, and cool. I technically now we're one don't. of those podcasts. Well, no, 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 no. I think everyone else should go to doctors. I just fear personally. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm a hypocrite. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, I also don't like technically know my doctor. Like I have a doctor, yeah, who I've never met. Health care is bad. Um, You've probably like had your doctor switched a few times, like secretly. Well, I I got I have a doctor that is my mom's doctor, and I had switched to this doctor, but then I never saw them, and then I needed to go to a doctor and they weren't available so I yeah. went to just someone else in their practice oh and so yeah I've you got the intern treatment never met the doctor that is technically my doctor I don't know their name I'm not I'm not even you know dancing around it to like not right say them on the podcast no they're you just, just don't know the name of your doctor they're just doctor yeah. <laughs> I need to see doctor <laughs> Um, but yeah, hoping this is, you know, coming to an end. There was a scare where I was around someone who shortly after being around them, uh, had neurovirus symptoms. So I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get better. And then immediately <laughs> start just, <laughs> if you don't know a neurovirus, you just like so shit, shit yeah. forever. Um, <laughs> I, I, great news. You I think we're out of the window forever. and yeah. I did not. So that's that's cool. my thrilling week. Um, I'm also, I guess, I, what, I have some other interests. I'm uh, participating in a clown school right now. Yeah, I am studying clown. the clown. Um, in it's a, a weekly class, and then we have a cabaret coming up where we're gonna perform our skits. So I'm trying. I to... I saw that it's in February, right? Yes, early February. I'll go see your clown show. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm. You know, Front I'm trying row. to. It's interesting because it's like making you really like think about um, exaggerating emotions for for the stage. I, you know, because I'm not I'm not like into acting or anything, but I do think that there's like um, like stage presence that musicians tend to not learn oh, or absolutely. care about. Yeah, and I. I include myself in that that it's never been my focus um other than that like I, I think that i have a stage presence like as i'm playing that tends to then just like any sort of charm there turns off as i talk uh-huh oh um, yes your banter is, uh, is legendary a, yeah legendarily not incredible so i would love to be better and be more expressive so i'm trying to learn how to I, I think that I'm a really silly person uh, when you know me interpersonally, right? You, you, oh, yeah, who knows you're, me. A, you're a very silly, I'm a very silly individual, person. But I'm very not silly to the to strangers. So I'm trying to figure out how to 
bring it on stage. Bring it to the bring it to the concert. I'm sure Liam will love that and encourage it um, deeply. But yeah, so there's that happening. And then um, we have some cool things coming up of like, we haven't really been putting out any content um, because we've just, other than the podcast, because we've just been getting everything ready, but uh, maybe like teaser back burner stuff. There's, uh, you know, this is I Don't Heart Radio, but Scott and I are in a band called Summer Like the Season. And there, you know, we've talked a lot about finishing this new album on uh, the podcast and there's also going to be, and we talked about the tour, we're going to start announcing dates very, very soon. There's also going to be uh, some exciting remixes yes. that are in the works. and so Those are literally in the works right now. Yeah, uh, messaging some people about it right now, some really cool uh, musicians that I've uh, admired and wanted to work with for a long time. So I'm uh, really excited about those. And there are... Some dates, I think we're going to have, like, we weren't going to do any February shows, but it's looking like we might do a surprise little Detroit February show. And yeah. um, so we'll, we'll be talking about those very soon. And then we do have massive in. spring tour coming yes, up, yes. which we need to put a tour poster out. I think we're just waiting for, like, one thing to lock, and then we're... I think, I, I you know what, tonight I'm going to make... Yeah. I'll make the first half it's tour It's time poster. to do a TBA, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but look uh, out for all that at Summer Like the Season Music on Instagram. Give it a follow. Scott is at a ton of underscore mastering, and I'm live on Twitch at this point. I think until we go on tour every day. Yeah. So uh, if you follow the uh Twitch dot TV slash a ton of a t o n u v, you can you know get a notification when Scott goes online. If you're a musician and you want uh, feedback on your mixing or mastering or production skills, you just, uh, well, Scott's on Twitch. He'll give you free uh, free feedback. It's free advice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So the Godbox project, as of this moment, Godbox mm. is dead. Yeah. Godbox is dead right now. We're taking a little break off um, the Godbox experiment. Um, but it is going to come back with a, a force with its single on Sunday, right? Yeah, yeah. So God there will Box be nine. It's a Godbox nine is going to be a single. We're changing up the methodology. Godbox was releasing albums, but Spotify doesn't care about the album. Spotify cares about the single. So Godbox is dead until Sunday, and then turn your bat your attention back to the Godbox because a new single's dropping. It sounds like shit, and <laughs> it's gonna be. Um, a interesting experiment um to see where it goes i think godbox currently still maintains over 5000 oh listeners. yes absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah it just stopped growing yeah so you know it's functionally dead uh for this purpose of our experiment uh i've also uh so you know this is i don't heart radio uh this could be your next favorite band wait yeah, oh i skipped forward yeah you did i'm summer i'm scott <laughs> this this could be, be your next favorite, favorite band. band. Well, one day we'll get it. Thirty something oh, episodes in. No, I mean we've gotten it most episodes, just right. not the last couple. Like okay. technically, it should we should have it down. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But no, we've actually lost. Yeah, it. I mean, what we've I actually thought... gotten worse <laughs> at podcasting. I mean, there was definitely like a ramp up where we went from being like a little bit awkward to like getting more comfortable, and then just like feeling like we were in a flow of podcasting. And you think that you just improve, but I think if you listen to this podcast, you really hear you don't just improve, and that's what we're. <laughs> 
we're here to show you. We're here to show you that nope. life is waves. I don't and you know. You go up and you go down. I mean, on the one hand, I will yeah. say that like the last podcast, there were no no gaps. That's true. Like occasionally, we hit flow state. Yeah, you you can we can tell that we're really flowing when we don't have to do any cutting after. Sometimes we have to like collect a thought and then I you have to clap and find that spot and cut it later. So there was no claps on last podcast. No claps. Clap free. Clap free. But I mean, uh, yeah, I would say it's it's way like maybe there was a ramp, an initial ramp up, and of then course. we're living in this like now we're in waves. the wave state. Yeah, I love living in the wave. Yeah, so I hope we're on the. The wave crest. up. The crest. The crest on this episode. Uh-huh. Oh, I feel like this is a crest. I hope so. So don't listen next week. Yeah. <laughs> next week is going to be horrible. Um. All right. So who are we, who are we talking about? Uh, well, first off, I wanted to talk about, Um. I kind of had like an observation. Okay. Like leading in. Because sure. there, there is the, um, you know, the mission statement of the podcast is uh, this is, uh, this is Summer Krinsky and Scott Murphy finding music outside the algorithm. Yeah, that is our. That is what you see online. Uh-huh. You know, and so in finding artists to talk about every week, I listen to a kind of filtered down version of everything that's been released on Bandcamp for the last week. I have a couple of secret criteria that makes it so that I'm not slogging through like thousands of releases, but I am listening to hundreds of releases right. every week. And in the spirit of like not just being negative all the time, I'll say that when I'm going through a week's releases and I and something catches my attention, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, oh, this is good. 80% of the time, I, I'd say it like, Around 80% of the time, when I feel like something is good, I go and I check out the artist. And even if I've never heard of them before, I go see what they're doing. And they're, like, kind of blowing up. Yeah. You know? Like, 80% of the time. Well, that's actually, like, very encouraging. It is very encouraging. But I think that, like, the point of this podcast and the point of, like, my, you know, it's kind of the... uh the capital punishment argument of like one innocent person executed kind of makes the whole system flawed. One beautiful, talented artist left. Undiscovered, undiscovered. by the algorithm every week. <laughs> I think it makes the whole system flawed. Okay. You know, like that's, so that's like why we're doing Well, this. yeah, I mean, I would say that it's, it, the algorithm is definitely not um, geared for uh, like the goal of the machine learning built into like the streaming platforms and all those things, it's not geared for decreasing the amount of uh, wrongful convictions. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Like it. It's, it's. I think it's geared for user attention. You know, and and then you could argue that well, users want better content, and so. Oh, you know, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And through then that's, that, it is geared towards and to a degree. Right, it's working because uh-huh. I'm like I'm finding these things. And I'm like, oh, this slaps. Oh, it's doing great. Okay. You know, I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't have to worry about it. Uh-huh. But then I come across <laughs> stuff. I'm like, oh, this is really interesting and it's great. Oh no, it's sad. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and that is where I think that there isn't like there's not an effort to go 
like find those. Yeah. Like we are the <laughs> like this podcast is the only thing doing that. It's the only thing we've found doing that. I yeah. mean, if you know something else doing that, let us know. We'd love to like We'll be friends. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, you know, so I just wanted to like that's a mostly optimistic statement. Okay. You know? That's my optimistic statement for the day. Are you starting off high to bring us low or No, I just wanted just, okay. I just I was like I really want to talk about this. So I was thinking about I mean that it. is interesting that you find that like a solid majority of the things that catch your attention are ha- already growing an audience and getting totally. pushed it sounds like. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and you know, that's uh, it, I think good. Yeah. I wanted to say a thing that I think is good. Okay. About society, <laughs> it is. It's good to appreciate the things we think are good. Yeah, <laughs> there are not as many. So, see, I, look right. at me pulling us back down. I'm right, sorry. right, right. I'm but, just not. You know, to stop it's, myself it's, right, right here. There you go. We're learning. Well, you're opti- You're a generally optimistic person, and I'm a generally pessimistic person. I think. Yeah. In in a lot of ways, but then sometimes it's like when uh, in the ways that we f- switch, we both switch. Like yeah. in the times you're pessimistic, I tend to be optimistic. optimistic and, it's very, yeah. Yeah, I don't it know. makes for some fantastic conversation. Yeah, you know when we do the <laughs> switchy. Well, I mean, I like I think that I'm very optimistic about the the potentials of the human spirit and you know the power of creativity. Right, and, like, I think I'll, you're more optimistic about that, but I'm more optimistic about the future. Of like the world, you're pretty uh, pessimistic. I'm pretty about pessimistic. That. Yeah. I do think that we're just like I, I think systemically, like uh, you know, <laughs> the robots are gonna do yeah. uh, horrible things uh, to, uh, um, or not the robots themselves. I think robots are great. I think that the people controlling the robots would very much so like to grind most of the populace into a thin paste uh-huh. to be fed to their fail sons. <laughs> Well, I I think that is our like kind of uh, useful. Uh, we 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 both have to pick up each other's <laughs> <laughs> like you know it's a good play off one another's personality that I can be sure optimistic about the fail sun paste. Well, I mean, I think that we're. I mean, that's where I think that it's like we're agreeing. I think that robots are cool, and uh-huh. the idea of automation is cool. Yes. Uh, but I don't think that it's being implemented in a way that's to alleviate human suffering. Right. It's being implemented in a way to like make rich people richer. Yes, I, I, I don't think that there isn't that happening. I just, I think I have a little more optimism for where things can go. Hopefully. Oh, Where right, right. Star Trek future. Yeah, I have a little bit of Star Trek See, future. See, I love Star Trek, but uh-huh. Star Trek uh, only happens when people go like, money's stupid. Yeah. That is like a core part of <laughs> Star Trek. Yeah. People do love money. Yeah. Well. Which is actually, yes. I'm, I'm actually leading us into the band. Okay. They're called Cheap City. Hey, very cool. They're from Cheap City, uh-huh. and they're here to do Cheap City. I'm also kind of breaking one of my soft w- rules for the podcast. You know this band, right? I do know this band. Yeah, I thought they've been on the stream, on the Twitch stream, They right? have been on the stream. So, uh, like, one of the things that I do online, and it's like a summertime activity, because anyone touring through Detroit in the winter is, like, probably too ill, <laughs> too to like <laughs> deal with 
You mean uh, literally sick? Well, all mental part, illness yeah. is literal illness. Well, I, I yeah. don't tour through Detroit <laughs> in February. It's just a sad time. It's a sad. We're not time. a good place to be. It's in not the a good place to play a show. There's like on February. 7th. Basically, half of the year it's like unlovable. Right. Where we choose to put our roots. So when it's that half of the year that's livable, it's the most amazing place on earth. It's and awesome. I do it's green. There's uh, lakes. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. I'm learning as I tour America. Oh yeah, they don't know anything about where we live. Did they not get taught homes? No. You know homes. Wait, homes? Th- that's how you remember all the lakes. Oh yeah, I don't know homes. Huron. Right. Ontario. Ontario. Michigan. Erie. Uh uh, <laughs> Come on. Oh my God. You, you said you Superior. know home. Superior. <laughs> I was going to say Supreme, like the pizza. Right. <laughs> Hell like, yeah. Like right. Supreme. <laughs> um, yeah. They don't know homes. They don't know that the state of Michigan is the only state that touches every single one of the Great Lakes. Yeah. I mean, we got all the Great Lakes. We have a huge, expansive wilderness. And uh, it's the what state makes is us... giant. Yeah. It's like what... from north to south. It's what makes us far superior to Ohio. Sorry, oh, we, yeah. we got to, you know, we got to mm. make it, it known. <laughs> Ohio is a pretty well-known shithole. <laughs> it's a meme. But, um, yeah, so we are, what am I, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. You know, so there's those six months of the year where we're livable, and during those livable months, I do, um, like, in-studio live stream performances, and uh, and it's exclusively for touring acts because that's fun. You yeah, know? we did do a, a locals only fest that was kind of a amazing shit show to kick it off. Hell yeah! But um, yeah, mainly it's a touring. Only it's a touring situation. thing. So there have been some really cool acts that have come through, and Cheap City did a show um, last summer, and again, soft rule breaking, but their new album just came out. And I was, it was kind of like this nice synchronicity thing because I was streaming last night and I had like a bunch of new f- people on the stream. So I was like, oh, let's watch a repeat of, uh, of a stream performance, you know, for fun, yeah. for content. Uh, and I pulled up the Cheap City show because I, th- I just thought it was uh, a particularly like engaging and sp- special performance th- that like came through. So I kind of, like I bring it, I bring that one up a lot. Yeah. Um, and I was watching. I was like, "Yeah, this slaps. This still slaps." Uh, uh, what are they up to? And then I saw that their new album came out uh, on the thirteenth. So that's like six days ago. Oh wow! Yeah. And you know, in the spirit of like, this is a band that I like and I like follow uh, on Insta and everything. And I didn't know the album was out. So oh, yeah. I was like, "Oh, my own algorithm failed me." <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yeah. So uh, I just checked it out, uh, and it's called uh, 10 Years Without Ramey Holding. The first single that I played is called F-Stop. They played that uh, on the stream, and it was that was like a highlight of the stream. Mm-hmm. It was like the second song, and I'm like, whenever I watch the show, I go like, oh, yeah, this is when it gets good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was really fun to hear like a studio take on it. It's very close to the live energy, you know, with just a couple of uh, like flourishes and double tracking and like stuff like that. But it's basically 
Uh, they are. Is that the one you played for me? That is the one yeah. that I played. Yeah, it's a bop. It's really cool. Yeah. There's like some idols energy. Like yes. I definitely have that um, feeling. Uh, I'm I'm a fan. It's interesting. It's like what do you like? It's punk energy. Ish. Yeah, but with a little more. Um, it feels like punk based with like that they're influenced by indie rock too though there's indie rock there's also a lot of um r&b style grooves that are like there's they're a huge groove band Uh uh-huh once you it's kind of fun it it really rewards repeated listens like when i go through their catalog and everything because it is it's it's very put like the style i think is very pushed to the like modern edge uh-huh. but the there are so many um like core rudimentary elements of it that are more in like this kind of like soul and funk uh, oh really i didn't get soul and funk that yeah much from what the... the 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 construction uh-huh. of the songs themselves and the and the grooves yeah which kind of like sets it as like i think that's what sets it apart from a lot of the um kind of like punky indie proggy stuff yeah is that um they are using um like the the chord extensions and the like bass grooves especially when you get into it it's just like pretty much a soul r&b funk thing yeah uh and and that's that's very interesting i definitely just like um like off that song that you showed me felt very it was just the energy was um, kind of bursting through the speakers. Yeah, like it. It felt live. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In, in like a really, I would say, in a good way. It's like they've, and again, it, it felt like not just live. It kind of felt like like it felt like a house show, basement show without yeah. sounding like it. Like yeah. it sounded yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's what I think is so like kind of special about the band and this recording is that like my first and again this is biased i'm breaking the podcast rules but like my first experience with them was a live show and like like literally recording them live yeah you know so to hear the studio version which is definitely like more polished than the live uh-huh. show but being able to um capture the feeling of a live performance like within a studio it's it's just not a thing that usually works right like in all honesty like when i see there are like loads of bands that i've seen like pump like pure energy out at a show and then when it comes time to get that in the studio uh it just it just usually doesn't work yeah there's a few bands that come to mind immediately that i feel that way about um and that is you know there's something there's something it's not necessarily a bad in that like it's um there's something to being a great live band oh yeah um but it is magical when someone can do it in both ways and i think that's why idols came to mind right away yeah um because they're a band that does uh you know a great recorded record but also the live show is just absolutely full of excitement and um yeah definitely they can come across as thrilling live as they do on uh, a recorded record absolutely 
And then sometimes it's vice versa. Sometimes the studio records are awesome, and then the live show is like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> wish I didn't go to this. Mm-hmm. Could have just stayed at home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then that's, I don't know. What's what's more? What's, <laughs> are you more ex- disappointed if the live show doesn't match up to the record or ooh. if the record doesn't match, match up, up to, to the, the live, live yeah. show? I think I am more disappointed. Yeah. If the live show doesn't stack, because I've I'm thinking you know because I've gone to the show, uh-huh. you know I have I mean first off I've probably spent more money, yeah I have like blocked off a day, basically to go, yeah and then I think that the yeah I think that the disappointment factor yeah. is bigger. Whereas if I saw somebody live and then I put the album on, and it's like you know subpar, uh-huh. I just kind of go like oh. All right. Yeah. I don't know, though, because then sometimes I'm bummed. Where, like, if I saw someone live and they really blew me away uh-huh. and I'm, like, excited to go listen to the record and I'm, like, I'm going to, this is going to be my, like, record of the summer. You know, I'm going to play this every right, day. Right, right. I'm going to share and it with my friends. It just, like, sounds bad. And, like, the songs are, it's like you remember the songs from live and you're, like, oh, these songs were so much better live. That's kind of, and then you're, like, I can't just show this to people because it sounds, you know, it's, like, not well mixed or it's, like, recorded yeah. badly and or I mean, it does it, or if it's not like translating that special thing. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's not even the things that you can put a finger on. Like it's just this vibes are off. Tangible. Yeah. I mean, I feel that way about a lot of jam bands. Um, like oh, I yeah. think that they can be very, very fun live, and they do absolutely nothing for me. Uh, oh yeah. Like why would you want to listen? You want to experience it, yeah. not listen to it. Yeah. So I don't know, um, but I feel like that that's almost like what the genre is to me of jam band, whereas with like punk stuff, it's a, or like rock and roll stuff, I think it's more, takes me aback if it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't translate, I'm like saddened. <laughs> I'm, su- I'm more surprised. I'm expecting it not to translate with a jam band, maybe. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so when did this... You said it came out a few like six days ago. Six days ago. What is this like in their band history? Uh, I mean, they have, and like the discography is large. Oh, they've um, been together for a long time. It seems like they've been. Uh, this is also you know part of my fun thing about like doing this is I just kind of Google a band mm-hmm. and then whatever is available is what we now are talking about. Yeah. And basically, I know that they've been releasing stuff on Bandcamp since uh, this is a Bandcamp-focused media presence Mm -hmm. uh, since 2018. Uh, And there are two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve releases. How is that possible? Are Are they all uh, albums? uh, We've got some EPs. I think there are a couple of singles and a live album. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, but I think that this is their third or fourth full length. Wow. Yeah. Just kind of in the perusing. Of yeah. I the, wish I could pump it out that fast. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, I mean, I think that there's just something to be said, like that the songwriting is tight. It's very interesting. And then the band is, I think that because they're a, a very like focused band, uh-huh. they're able to like get the, you know, the bones of a song pretty quick. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, where where were they from again? Holyoke, Massachusetts. Okay. Holyoke, eh? Holyoke. I where, where? yeah, I don't know. You don't know. Okay. I don't know where that is. 
I'm just it's somewhere in Massachusetts. Okay. Massachusetts, I have spent like the least amount of time in yeah. on the like on the eastern seaboard. Mm-hmm. Like Boston is impossible to book a show in, so I've like never gone. <laughs> you know, uh, there's no reason for me to go to Boston. I think we had a show booked there on the tour that was tour. yeah canceled. Yeah, yeah that would have been it. Oh well. Maybe one day Boston. We'll we'll play a show in Boston. Um, do you want to hear? Uh, are we transitioning? Let's now? transition. Okay, so usually Scott's back half, uh, you know, provider. I am usually the provider, but we I I broke my band rule, and we are switching up the podcast format for today. Let's see what Summer Krinsky serves up. Okay. Um. I mean, so I I hope that this uh is a fascinating topic to you. I don't know. But um, w- what I have to talk about is uh, that, well, so I am getting to go to Croatia, which I'm yes. very excited about. I met a really cool producer that I've been working on music with, and um, we're doing a residency together in um, the spring and working on an electronic EP of kind of like dancey music. So I'm... Um, very excited about that, and I was talking to someone about it, and they were telling me um, about the Zadar C organ, and asking me if I uh, like knew about that and was planning to go see it because they said they were like, "Oh, Croatia! I've been wanting to go there for so long," and I was like, "Oh, really? Why? You know, I hadn't known anything." For what about reason? It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they said because of this. Okay, so I'm guessing you have not heard of the. I have not heard organ. of the C organ. Okay. Uh, so the Zadar C organ is an architectural sound art object lo- located in Zadar, Croatia. Um, it's an experimental musical instrument which plays music by way of C waves and tubes located underneath a set of large marble steps. Cool. Um, so it has like all these like resonances so that like an- change. I mean, like, literally like an organ. Exactly. So it's a stopped pipe. Yeah. So I guess, um, well, so I could talk a little more about the organ itself, but I think it's really interesting. There's a lot of, um, I think it's it's interesting to, because it brings tourists to that area. Like, it was the one thing that this one random person knew about Croatia. I mean, that's the power of art. Um, yeah. So I kind of wanted to talk about that, the idea of, um the power of art of of having implementing um art in our kind of like other parts of society because wh- when we're talking about music um you know we're we're talking about something that you're more like crafting and fo- it it can go in accompaniment to other things like going on a walk or washing dishes or whatever but yeah um Often it kind of draws the focus and there's these kind of like passive um, places in our day-to-day life where I don't think we expect art to like these cracks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And I think it can be a positive and a negative. I think it's just an interesting thing to think about. I don't know. So what are your thoughts on... I mean, I guess like just jumping off of the oh, there are places in our lives where there are cracks between art. I I, I would argue that there is constantly. I I don't think there are cracks. Yeah. 
uh, would be my because it's kind of the you know there's an argument there's an argument against art uh, that people you know the devaluing of it yeah like oh why is it important to have art uh, you know we we have our we have work and then we have like a little bit of time for art yeah um, but I think that even during like our work time or our like uh just base existence if not for design and like like everything around us well, is exactly. art i guess that's the argument that i find really interesting i i think that it's the concept that is brought up by a lot of these um and you know i like sound art things and and i but i think the concept that these things kind of like tickle that i like is that everything that happens is art it yeah. can just be that we accept maybe um a less thought out version um in a lot of facets where we don't think of it as art do you, yeah. you know what i mean oh like I obviously people think of architecture as as a form of art right but then um and that's why we like uh see some of the like beautiful old buildings in like europe as these like incredible you know architectural yeah. works um, and yet, and, and then there is like the idea that like brutalism is its own, oh, it's, it's its own art genre. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, we can, we can have feelings that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like brutalist architecture. I think that we might have feelings associated with it that are negative. Mm -hmm. Like if you're like a person that's like, ah, brutalist architecture is so like soulless or whatever. Yeah. Um, and raising an emotional response like that is still the same outcome of art. Right. You know, um, that art's impacts don't have to be positive to still be art. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I think here's the a question, though, and is the most... Because, like, a lot of um, mathematics and, and uh, like, engineering design is about the most elegant solution and right. is that itself art or well, because like making a sea organ <laughs> uh -huh. you know is not the most elegant solution to um you know making a organ. Uh, making an <laughs> organ making, making an instrument and yeah exactly or it's well, literally made under a set of marble steps. So, so it's like significantly more expensive. It's not the most elegant way to make marble steps, you know, as far as just like the cheapest, you know, the most sturdy, the most, you know, uh, do, do you know what I'm trying to say? Oh, oh I but know the, exactly what you're trying to say. So what I would say is that I guess the more that I think about it philosophically, I don't think that there are really divisions between is or is not art, mm -hmm. you know? So, like, when you say, um, you know, the the pathway to the most efficient design, yeah, I would say that that is still art because it's a reflection of the the human brain, yeah, uh, because the human mind is constantly looking for the most efficient way to do something. It's why you have to do like muscle confusion when you're working out. Uh, your brain is built to be lazy, and, and that's what has made the human beings like top of the food chain. Mm -hmm. uh, we our our brain finds the easiest pathway to complete a task and it will just it'll rely on it over and over and to a degree that's a crutch and to a degree it's what makes us like the 
most efficient being in the known universe. Well, I would argue that I don't know if elegant design is about the most the easiest path because often it's right. more complicated well, to no, figure no, no, out. No, 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 I wouldn't. So but, I, I, you, you also brought up. Yeah, yeah, okay. If something is the simplest path, is uh-huh. it still art? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I would say it, yes. it is because it's a reflection of the human brain. Sure, okay. And then. Also a reflection of the human mind uh-huh. is to create something that is outside of the easiest design uh-huh. because that is our inner struggle always. Like in order to become a more like a more perfect human, we have to fight our brain against its learned responses. So like both like both expressions in design or art or music uh, or any sort of human expression are both reflections of our inner peace and inner struggle right okay making them both art <laughs> yes i see that i see that argument um and i i probably do agree um i think that like a funny so when i when this person was telling me about the uh the sea organ i also was like a, a, another friend came up and was talking and their response was like it really made me laugh because we we were talking about like oh that's so beautiful and she she was bringing up like videos of it on YouTube and you, you listen we were listening to it you know play the sea organ and um uh, our other friend was saying man can you imagine if you had a house near there and <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought that w- what a like amazing comical take on it because yeah. it's like you go from being like this is just, like beautiful like use of nature and human ingenuity to make this kind of like collaborative piece of music that is like always changing and always, um, yeah, you know, kind of just also always playing like 24 seven. And then, yeah. And then the thought that then there's someone with a house nearby. Well, I mean, I'd say that art can be annoying. Yeah. There's ah. someone with near with a house nearby who hates the Sea Organ with a passion, right? Yeah, there has to be. I mean, there had to be fights when they were trying to install it. Oh was yeah, NIMBY stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean that that is just like funny to me. Um, thinking about all of the backlash <laughs> that like something that probably brings a lot of joy and peace to. Yeah, like, well, uh, you know, I mean, like, ev- but the thing is, is that even. Uh, again, I would say like it's it's eliciting a response, so therefore it's valid. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're bothered by the Earth organ, but you're just experiencing the art in your way. Right, you're just in, you're engaging with art, <laughs> isn't yeah. that nice? And I think that you know even things that we accept as you know like net, because I, I guess that's like so it, it's the C organ, so mm-hmm. it's a little controversial, you know. But, like, even things that are accepted as, like, mainstream art, like uh, the Sistine Chapel, I'm there had to have been people that were mad that there was going to be a painting in the church, uh-huh. you know, because it's a graven image and, oh, we shouldn't do that. Uh, and, and now it's a huge tourist attraction. But it certainly made someone mad. Totally, yeah. At, at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And... I think that I feel inspired by it to implement, like, I love the idea of living in a wacky house where when I open the door, some, you know, some 
musical pieces generated by the temperature outside combined right. with the speed of door open. And that when I open the, you know, I would love to like create. Have you seen like the tuned houses? No. <laughs> oh, I mean, this is a thing that like if we want to get like deep into a career of being like a professional douche, uh, <laughs> it's like What's a tuned house. So it's uh. I think I heard it on NPR or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is like a group of audio designers that will go into someone's house and do a an audit of all of the things in the house. Like and the creaky floorboards. The creaky floor, the toaster, mm-hmm. the uh, you know, every single thing that makes a sound. And they find the pitches of those sounds. That are happening in the house, and then, they, and then they like replace appliances that are out of key with like the floorboard, or like tune the door squeak, and like all no of that. Way. Yes, absolutely. No way. Yes, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. That's like you know, like wealthy libs in California <laughs> are like, my house is out of tune and it's driving me crazy. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, what is the <laughs> what is this? How much does that cost? Oh, I think. Thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, I would imagine. It would yeah, be a oh, whole and you're getting a whole operation. consultation, and then you're doing like, you know, in some cases, like structural work. Are you on sure the house. that's not like yes, an onion I, article? No, it's it was NPR. Wow. I I am sure that this was this was straight from the libs. No way. Yes. I'm unconvinced. I gotta look it up. But okay, there's tuned houses. I mean, one part of me is like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and yeah. another part of me. Wants one. Right. And well, <laughs> I think that so th- what reminded me of it is that like part of it is like they tune the house and then they have like generative music mm. in the house that is in key with Okay, the house. I love that. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm in. I'm fully. So in. it's like it's I'll, a I'll whole... pay you the fee. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that that is like th- it's a very um you know, I think that like you're erasing parts of like because I think that the silence of walking around is beautiful. And well, like, silence the, is music, right? You know, the sound you know, of man. like opening your car door, uh-huh. um, without it, then creating a little song around it is I, cool. But then the sound of it, if you were to every time you open your car door, some you know s- something was generated. Uh, this is like some. I, uh, I, this is like some deep Glenn Gould stuff. This is deep Glenn Gould stuff? Glenn Gould. He was into tuned houses? Well, um, he's kind of like before his time mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So, I mean, like Glenn Gould could probably be like a whole back half. But uh, I-, I got really, like my mentor was like, you got to get obsessed with Glenn Gould if you uh-huh. want to like do stuff. And I'm like, okay. Uh, I know and- he was really into, well, they did a piano he- he- where they had him wear binaural, you know, had they they recorded from his position yeah. of playing oh, um, yes. with like a binaural head kind of thing, and then you can listen to Glenn Gould play from the position of Glenn Gould. And uh, you know there are like Glenn Gould's performance of specifically Bach is immaculate, mm-hmm. and um, like it within those recordings, he's kind of like a. If you're in the classical world, it's like a thing that comes up and he's like a little controversial because like the the performances are immaculate, but he's also like he will not stop humming 
mm-hmm. uh, to himself, and it's like kind of like tuneless and uh, like it's not like his humming is not good, and he makes like noises like and some stuff. Keith Jarrett kind of stuff going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. But like what he's doing is he's like humming the voice leading. Yeah. Like to himself. I mean, that's, that's kind of yeah. common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's also like the mic is like in his mouth. <laughs> so it's not it's not like like far off in the distance. It's a, it's a classical recording that sometimes just has a man going hmm like <laughs> or like right in it, you know? Yeah. Um so it's like it's a little bit imperfect, but at the same time, uh a lot of those recordings are also like engineered to death. Mm-hmm. Um it's like especially for the time it's on tape, but uh they're like hundreds of splices. Like he was using recording technology in a way that, like, a classical musician has not. Yeah, yeah. Like, didn't before, didn't after. He was like, we're doing this, like, three-note phrase again, and we're just, like, punching it in. Mm. Wasn't perfect. Like, all of that. So uh, there's that vibe, and that's, like, within his classical recordings. And then he had very poorly received, like, modern pieces that, like, he wrote and he designed. And everything, and those are things that people just kind of go like, "No, we like the classical man playing Bach," you know. Yeah. Um, but they are concepts that are like very ahead of their time, like getting into like things like tuned houses. But he would like base, uh, like one of the more well-known ones, like revolve around like him like sitting in a diner and like examining the flow of chatter from like one end of the diner to the other and then recognizing that there's like an inherent pulse within any given space that could be related into musical elements. Yeah. Like there is a beat to the group conversation. Totally. And then he got really obsessed with finding that. Uh-huh. And that was like the last 15 years of his career. You know, like when it's like, oh, I'm just going like crazy time. <laughs> like I did all that Bach and that's nice, but like I really want to figure out what the the human beat is. So was that part of a piece? Was like a yeah, he diner? would design. He would do like um like you know kind of like John Cagey like sound collage stuff mm-hmm. like based off of them, and then he would like write like kind of like technical pieces like you know inspired by it. But that yeah. was like his whole his whole thing was trying to find the inherent music of just like civilization. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love that. Right, I of love course. that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I it, I it. Um, the sea organ kind of reminded me of, I remember, and I wish I could uh, look up, I'll have to look up the name. There, there was a, um, there was a installation in the New York subways at one point that was like a, um, a sound that correlated to people going in and out of the subway system. And I remember it was like very controversial because people were upset that like they were paying a sound artist with like tax dollars to do like a. You know, yeah, New Yorkers don't art. like it when you do stuff in the subway. Um, but I would argue that you know there was another recent thing of like a sculpture that came out that was like ten million dollars or something that was a big public art that, that, that looks people... like MLK holding a penis. It, but then it was just turned from one angle. If you yeah, looked at no, it from other no, angles, no, it doesn't look good at any of the <laughs> angles. There was an I saw no, an angle no, where I it looked saw fine. all of the angles, and it was it does, an okay. It angle. does not look good in any angle, and everyone is, I think, very rightfully mad at this sculpture. <laughs> all I'm saying is that um, I think that 
there's value to like these silly concepts. Like they, I think they are silly. It's inherently silly. Yeah, because oh, I think I, 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 that's to say I don't have any prob like uh-huh. moral problem with yeah. a thing being silly. I love it when a thing like doesn't work or it's hilarious, and I can yeah. look at it and go like. That is funny. That has provided such a huge benefit to society. Yeah. Like, even when art, quote, fails, it can be so beneficial to the human spirit. Uh (laughs) Yeah. I know that um, for sure, um, because if you, you know, if you come to our shows, there are, uh, we sell sample packs that uh, are made out of a lot of, like, sounds you know sometimes it's cr- it's like sometimes it's the uh a flow of flow conversation of, in a yeah. diner esque thing sometimes it's like uh just found sounds um and a lot and then sometimes it's like uh vocal samples and drum kit samples it's got a, a bunch of different sounds in it basically and we we sell them on like usb sticks at our shows and uh I know that uh, I'm going to make, when I am in Croatia, I'm going to make a, I'm going to try to get an in-person that, sampling of the C organ um, to put on the, the sample pack for the future. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Get those <laughs> C organ sample packs. This is all, the back half, um, it might have seemed like a, a journey into like the, the meaning of sound art and you know, it was really just it was a, a plug. It was an for advertisement, and um, we got you. We got you, and you're already this far, and you might as well um, grab one of those, but not for a while because I still have to go obtain the sound. Um, this has been I Don't Heart Radio, and if you like what you hear, please give it a follow on Instagram. Instagram. I Don't Heart Radio Pod, and also you can write us at I Don't Heart Radio Pod at gmail.com. Tell us if you think Summer did a good job at the back half. Yes. Um, subject line, Summer good or Summer bad. Nice. And then in the contents, please give us a band that you think that we would like and should be talking about um, that's releasing new music, not getting as much attention as they deserve. And please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And on, Spotify. You can and Spotify. You can five star on Spotify. Star on Spotify um, give it a review. It does a lot for pushing us into to the algorithm. The people. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we'll see you next week. Cool.